Hi there, working homeschool moms. This is Charlotte from Charlotte Jones 24-7 and My Little Homeschool. And this is episode number 103 of the Striker Ballast podcast for working homeschool moms. Today, I have a great guest. I speak to Laura Hernandez from mamasystems.net. And we talk about how to implement systems into your life to make your life easier. We also cover things like how to delegate having anchors in your life and how they can help you to get the things done that you need to get done. As working homeschool moms, we all know that that is a lot. So this is definitely going to be an episode that you're going to want to listen to. But before we get to the episode, I'd be ever so grateful if you could rate, review or subscribe to the podcast, or you could forward this episode to another working homeschool mom who also needs some help in getting everything done in her very busy day. Thank you so much and enjoy the episode. Hi there, and welcome to the Striker Balance podcast for working homeschool moms. This is Charlotte Jones. I'm your host, and I am a podcaster, a speaker, a writer, and a homeschooling coach, specifically for working homeschool moms. I've been homeschooling my neurodivergent twin boys since 2017, and I've been a working homeschool mom since 2017. So I know it can feel really overwhelming to keep all the balls in the air all the time. So each week, I chat about tips and strategies for being a happy and thriving working homeschool mom. I cover things like time management, homeschooling, mindset, and lots of other juicy topics like that. I also speak to awesome and inspiring women who manage to juggle homeschooling and work successfully and find out what their secrets are. And I also welcome experts who can help you on your working homeschool mom journey. I have lots of ways to support you, so be sure to check them out in the show notes. You can download my time audit as your first step to managing your time better. I have a Facebook group for working homeschool moms that you can join as well. And be sure to sign up to my newsletter for weekly updates. And if you need additional support, you can join the WHM Collective, which is a supportive community of working homeschool moms where we delve deeper into topics that are going to help you thrive as a working homeschool mom. Or if you need one-to-one support, be sure to book in a session with me. I'm so excited for you to be here and I know you'll get so much value out of this episode. So let's get started. Working homeschool mom, I know how overwhelming it can be to choose a math curriculum for your homeschool. That's why I'd like to tell you about the online math curriculum we've been using for years, ctcmath.com. As far as math curriculums go, it has loads of great features that solve lots of the math issues we've had and I know a lot of homeschooling families have. Here are just a few of the many features that we really like. Questions are adaptive, which means the interactive questions change in difficulty depending on the student's ability. The program uses a smart algorithm that tracks the student's progress and delivers questions based on their exact needs. The student doesn't even know this is happening, helping them to build confidence and master math concepts. Concepts are delivered through video tutorials and summaries which are clear, complete and easy to follow. It's like having your very own teacher. This ensures your children understand something before they're asked to practice it. And then for us parents, CTC Math has extensive reports which are so valuable in monitoring your child's progress and spotting any gaps. And they offer a 12-month money-back guarantee if this curriculum is not for you and your family. CTC will provide a full refund, no questions asked. But I think the most important thing is a whole lot less stress when it's math time for both parents and kids. You get to outsource math with confidence and your kids get a fantastic tailor-made program that makes learning and mastering math enjoyable and positive. 
Visit CTC Math today to start your free trial. CTC Math is also offering you, listener, an amazing special. When you go to ctcmath.com forward slash MLH, you can get a half price discount plus a bonus six months for free. That's ctcmath.com forward slash MLH. Today, I am thrilled to welcome Laura Hernandez onto the podcast. Laura is a wife and the mom to 10 amazing people. She is the founder of Mama Systems, a coaching business that helps mamas bring peace to their homes through systems so that they can be intentional with their people and show up as the best mama possible. I'm so excited to to dive into our topic today. We're going to be talking about so many topics that are relevant to working homeschool moms. So welcome to the podcast. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So let's start by talking about systems. What are some systems for homeschooling, working, and getting the household taken care of? Yeah, so I like to define systems as anything that takes the brain work away from us, right? So anything where we don't have to make a decision, where we can come to the table and it's already made for us so that we can be present with our people and be intentional with them. And that way we can live less reactionary lives and more like responding lives, you know? And so this can look like having a chore system in place in your home where kids are doing things to help around the house. It can look like having groceries delivered, um, having things on automation, like the pest guy coming every six months or however often he comes, where you do not have to think about a thing, you know? So those are kind of some of the things that I help moms with. It's like putting those systems in place. For homeschool moms, I think it's really important that we can figure out what exactly we want in our homeschool day and what our priorities are. Because what I want in my homeschool day is a lot different than probably what you want. What's important to you is not what's important to me. So there's no like one size fits all system, right? It's a, it's a matter of looking at our lives and looking at what we want to prioritize. Absolutely. I love that because I think lots of people do kind of push, you know, this is the system that works and this is the only system that works. But I think the, the flexibility to kind of mold a system around your family is so very important. Yeah, it's the only way to do it. Absolutely. Yes, because we all live such very different realities. And I think it's also maybe when when you kind of go into Instagram, I know I did at the beginning of my homeschooling journey. And I thought, oh, you know, everybody's doing these things that and I tried them at home, and they just didn't work. And it kind of makes you start feeling bad about yourself and the way that you are homeschooling or, you know, the way your house looks or things like that, too. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I saw so many people with their children nature journaling. And I cannot tell you how many nature journals I purchased. And we did like a thing and that's it. We just abandoned it. And in an ideal world, if I could have things like lovely and wonderful where the weather's always nice and we're outside journaling, I think that sounds idealistic, but it's not really our reality. And it's not how my kids drive. And so really taking in their personalities, what my gifts are, what I want to prioritize and kind of like whittling out the rest, I think is really important because when we can get clear on our yeses, then it's easier with our nos, you know? Absolutely. My kids refuse to do arts and crafts. So that is my, that is the thing that always used to make me feel bad. My kids do not want to do anything with paint. The WHM Collective is a monthly membership on Patreon that was created with you in mind, Working Homeschool Mom. If you're just starting out on your journey or if you're finding it difficult to find your groove, then the WHM Collective is definitely the membership for you. Each month, we delve into topics that are going to help you thrive as a working homeschool mom, such as homeschooling, schedules, 
time management, and lots of other juicy topics. I know how busy life is for you working homeschool mom, and I know how complicated life is too. So that's why this membership is super simple. Each month there's one live workshop, one ebook, and one session of office hours where you can have your questions answered in real time. In addition, you'll get one free coaching session per membership and an added bonus of having access to all past content, which you can work through in your own time. So if you're feeling like you need some additional support as a working homeschool mom, then I really hope that you will consider joining the WHM Collective because I know that it will help you so much to find clarity and to move forward in your working homeschool mom life. All right. So I, I know that you talk about anchors in your day. So what does this actually mean? What is an anchor? Yeah, I, I think that it's important for us as mamas because there's so much going on. I mean, not only with just being a mom, but then you add homeschooling in and you're in charge of education and curriculum and all the things, right? But then on top of that, you're working and you have work schedules and calls and meetings. All of those things combined are so heavy. Like it's just like layers on top of yourself. And so I think it's important to kind of create space in your day to check in with yourself and to check in with your people. And so some ways that we do this in our house, and this again, could look completely different for you, but some ways we do this in our house is kind of our morning our morning routine where everybody gets up and gets ready and eats breakfast. And then we have a set time where we meet on the couch and we're not like legalistic about this where it's like, Oh, it's nine o'clock. We need to chop chop. Everyone needs to be on the couch right now, but it's kind of a guideline of like, okay, you know what? It's looking about nine o'clock. So we need to kind of get things moving here and we can kind of move towards that intention that we've set for the day. And so we, we all gather on the couches and kind of check in with each other and we are people of faith. And so we have a little devotional that we do in the morning and just really the things that everyone can learn from and glean from like reading aloud a story or doing some grammar together. Those are the things we do during that time. That's when we gather together. And then from there, everybody has their checklist and we really try to promote independence, right? So they go and do that. But creating that one anchor along with our lunch anchor, which, you know, everybody has to eat. I feel like putting it around meals is kind of the ideal way to go because I've never had a child not want to eat. I mean, they just love to eat. So homeschooling kids, especially. Yes, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Yeah. So if, if we can gather around the table and put some intention behind that as well, uh, we do something called table time in our house. And so everyone comes together for lunch and we go through different things. So we have scientists that we learn about and, and different, again, just pillars of our faith and like what we believe. And um, those are the things that we kind of put in, in there in our day. So there's always, I feel like there's always something there. Like I would love to do that with my kids, but when am I going to have time? Because really math is more important than learning about scientists or you know, different definitions of something, right? And so you could just tack those on to your mealtimes and add them in. Be intentional with how you show up to that. So having like a basket or a, a book on the table already. So that way it reminds you that you need to be doing that at lunchtime. And then the final anchor of our day is our dinner time. I know that that's crazy, but again, everyone loves to eat. And so just coming together and kind of recapping our days and figuring out what what our highs and lows were. We always do highs and lows and then we talk about our feelings. And that's another thing that I've really wanted to teach and train my kids in is how they're feeling and kind of their emotional IQ. And so this is a really great time to be able to talk through those things. And because we have such a large family, everybody gets a turn to talk and everybody gets a turn to be heard by everyone else. And so that's kind of a beautiful, a beautiful way that we've kind of wrap up our day and can really put that intention in our dinner time. 
And I love the fact that it's kind of involves everybody in the family, because I think sometimes, I guess, as working homeschool mom, you are like doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that. But obviously, there are other people in the family involved in the day and that also, you know, have needs and need to kind of feel heard and things like that. So how do you kind of build that team mentality in your home? What is a way to kind of build a, a team spirit for the family? Yeah, so we, um, well, I believe very strongly that a good way to do this is by working together. I feel like in in any sport, any team, everybody has a job to do, right? And so making that very clear to our kids and to ourselves of what our jobs are and when we're going to do them. And so one of the things that we do in our home is we call five o'clock jobs. It's very, very creative of us because it's at five o'clock. The alarms go off in the house, like on the Alexa reminds us and on my phone and on my watch. So I have an alarm for that time. And this helps me so much because I have to go into the kitchen and start cooking dinner then. And otherwise I will, I will get very distracted and maybe forget about feeding my people until it's like bedtime. And I'm like, Oh shoot, I didn't feed everybody. So this just helps me stay on track with our bedtime routine and kind of keeping things um, in line to be able to follow through with the commitments that we've, we've made in the evening time. So the five o'clock alarm goes off. I go into the kitchen, start prepping dinner Meanwhile, all the kids, we turn off whatever devices are on and all the kids have jobs that they're supposed to do. And so again, we've set really clear expectations on what we're doing and when we're doing it. Um, The kids' jobs do not change because we want them to learn just to do something consistently and to show up. And they will learn eventually how to do all the things. But this just makes it super easy for us, for me, to know exactly what they're supposed to be doing, for them to know exactly what the expectation is. So there's no like arguing of... I did this last time. It's her turn now. You know, we're not doing that. There's no time for that. And there's no time for you to be looking at a chore chart and trying to figure out who is doing what. But once you keep that consistent, you already know. You already know who's supposed to be doing what, who's supposed to be clearing off the table for dinner. So that makes it so helpful. And those five o'clock jobs are, you know, we do three things. So if people need to prep for the next day for like co-op or anything like that, they do that during that time. Everybody has a job to do of like picking up around the house and then everybody has a job that kind of helps prep dinner. And so that could be putting silverware on the table or getting drinks on the table, but just keeping those three, three things during that last little anchor of our day, I think is, is huge. That's such a good point though, I think, is having kids to do the same thing over and over again. Sometimes I think we expect our kids to know how to do chores and things like that. But I mean, it's a skill that you have to learn. So I guess it's a good way for them to really practice, to really master it. And that's also, I guess, the joy of homeschooling is they have the opportunities to really actually get really good at a at a particular chore. Yes, I could not agree more. And I think that there's time, there's seasons where it's like summertime where, you know what? That's when we can spend the extra time and work on flattening out, ironing out those skills that may not be that great, you know? Absolutely, yes. And so as a working homeschool mom, I think many of us feel like we need to do everything. I guess we've taken on this responsibility of working and of educating our kids and obviously keeping house and all that kind of stuff. Not possible to do it all. So what about delegation? How can working homeschool moms learn to delegate? Because it can sometimes be really hard to relinquish control. (laughs) It can be. Um, This is kind of where I encourage moms to really think about what they and only they can do. So I know that I can only... I'm the only one who can like sit and snuggle with my little boy and fill up his love tank. And that's important. Like that's really important. And so I need to make space in my day for that. But you know what? I'm not the only one in the world who knows how to shop for groceries. Somebody else can do that for me. 
I'm not the only one in the world who can teach my kids chemistry because I don't think I could teach my kids chemistry. But (laughs) delegating some things like that out, like teaching things or jobs around the house, cleaning people, like however you can delegate out, whether it's paid, whether it's switching off with another mom, like seeing her giftings and seeing your giftings and you guys trade, those things are so important because it frees you up to be able to show up abundantly for the things that are important to you. Yes, that's such a good point. And and I guess it also gets back to kind of knowing exactly what your values are as well. What is truly important for you? Because I think we might want to do it all, but obviously it's impossible and some things do need to do need to go or do need to be let go. Yeah, I actually have a, a free little gift I would love to give your listeners. And it's the title of it is I know you can do it all, but please don't. And it kind of goes through the <laughs> just creating a chore system in your home and how um, you can do that effectively with your kids and age appropriate chores and all of those things. So definitely have that in the show notes. But I think that's funny that you're saying that because we don't need to do it all. Exactly. That's amazing. Yes, I'm, I'm going to get that for myself, too. <laughs> <laughs> And then something which I know a lot of us struggle with is self-care. So how do you find time for self-care when you are like super busy with all the things? Yeah, I, oh my goodness. I mean, this is so hard. It's so hard to find those niches. It's so hard to rewrite the story in your brain that you are worth it and that you need that. Um, I think that we often give and give and give and kind of run ourselves dry. And then we have nothing left for ourselves, right? We have nothing left for our husband. We we're just done. And so it's, re- I mean, it's really important. I think that that is the most important thing that we can do in our day is kind of start it out caring for ourselves and closing it out caring for ourselves. And what that means, I have no idea. It is all up to the person, right? Because I could say you need to go get a manicure every week and that's your self-care, but that may be torture for you. You may hate people touching your feet, right? So it does not matter what I think it should be. What do you think it should be? What do you need in the morning? And I think kind of walking through those steps of really thinking through, okay, I need time of quiet before my kids get up because I'm not a kind mom. (laughs) They wake me up. Like I know that for sure. And so I need that time. So carving out that time in the morning for myself to kind of just get myself ready for the day, I think is so important for me. Again, yours could be like you're running five miles every morning. That would not be life-giving to me. I would die. Like it would be awful. So really kind of assessing like what is important to you? How can you get filled up? And we need to create that space, move some things around. That needs to be top priority because when you're full and when you have um, given yourself that time and space to kind of rejuvenate, oh my goodness, you can be the best mama to your people because you are full and you can pour from a full cup and not an empty one. Absolutely. And my advice is also always to start really small because I think it can be uncomfortable at the beginning, if you're not used to spending time on yourself. So I would say, you know, start with five minutes and then you can kind of build on from there as you start feeling more comfortable. Yeah. And I I also believe very strongly that we can just ask ourselves the simple question of what could I do differently tomorrow that would make this a little easier? So if you're all rushing out the door, trying to get to co-op or wherever you're going and you're like, this was a disaster, take a hot second and think, what can I do differently next time to make this go a little smoother? And even things like that, just tweaking things along the way, that is self-care, thinking about your future self and you entering into a situation again. Exactly. And I think like what you talk about, kind of putting those systems into place as well. I mean, that's definitely going to lessen the mental load, which I think is a massive amount of self-care. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. So before we finish off, maybe you can share with the listeners anything you're working on or maybe the best place where they can connect with you online. 
Yeah. So my website is mamasystems.net. And right now I'm working on getting a FASD clinic started in our area. And I'm really excited about it. Our three adopted buddies all have fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. And it's a very common disorder that we as people don't like to talk about because it's talking about alcohol and babies. And that's just a hard pill to swallow. But one in 20 kiddos have some form of FASD. And so I've just been working on trying to get the word out and educate people and educate adoptive mamas and, and really help them get the resources that they need. And so I'm super excited about that. I also have not only that little chore chart for you, but I also have a self-care guide that will help kind of walk you through thinking about like what will fill me up? How often do I need this? And how can I ask for support in this? And so it's very simple, very easy. You can start small with small requests, but it's a great little resource. So I'll have both those down in the show notes. Absolutely. Those are going to be fantastic. And thank you so much for sharing such great tips for managing all the things we have to manage as working homeschool moms. I know my audience is going to find this such a valuable episode. And thank you for spending some of your time with us today. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Please let me know what your greatest takeaway was. You can reach out to me on Instagram at charlottejones247 or on my website at mylittlehomeschool.com or you could even drop me an email at hello at mylittlehomeschool.com. I'd be ever so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It will help spread the news about being a working homeschool mom and in that way we can build this wonderful supportive community together. Thank you so much for listening and until next time, take care.